So the big question is this. How does a powerful, high-achieving woman who's successful in every part of her life, except with men, dating, and relationships, meet, attract, and create that healthy relationship that lasts with the right man? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Barry Price, and welcome to Her Dating and Relationship Secrets. Secret number 242, with myself. Julie was a very successful medical practitioner. She also traveled all over the world, enjoying adventures, vacations. The thing was, even though she had really learned to build an enjoyable, successful life, her deepest fear was still ending up alone, being alone and feeling alone and lonely. Well, there's a wonderful uh, book by Thich Nhat Hanh called How to Love, which you know, in a Buddhist spiritual tradition kind of teaches you how to embrace loving yourself through being able to not so much be alone, but the reframe, the language I always have clients use, spending time with myself. That ability to not have to seek that external validation, external attention, external uh, reassurance and soothing to make us feel better. It's that old fear of separation, isolation, aloneness that is simultaneously spiritual and emotional. If we have a strong spiritual practice, we may use that at times to help us feel more connected to life around us, to feel less um, abandoned, isolated, forgotten, insignificant, to remember we matter and there's no sense of separateness, just oneness. Emotionally, if we've ever felt like we've been ignored, unloved, or not mattered in our family or past relationships, this can be a real struggle. It can be a real challenge in our dating journey. For Julie, she had done all sorts of things to deal with her fear of being alone. She had overfilled her time with work or tons and tons of travel, not just an amount that would feel good, but with space for her to to really appreciate some of the stillness, pausing during her experiences of travel to connect with herself, but more a frantic filling of her attention and time with distraction from the fear that quiet and stillness and connection would lead to a feeling of emptiness. When we start to shift our perspective, when we do work as I did with Julie to go deeper, to learn how to connect with ourselves through things like connecting with our inner child, doing parts work, doing inner modalities with the subconscious and somatic modalities through our body, through presence work, through all sorts of different methods and tools that I use and all the ones that are out there that I don't use that other practitioners have invented in the world. 
The idea is essentially to create a sense of connection with ourself and with the universe, with life. When we start to feel like time spent with ourselves is not some negative thing, not something that brings sadness or emptiness or loneliness. When we can come home from a wonderful evening out, as one client did, dancing at a social dance club, and when we get home, instead of what she used to feel, which was immediate sadness that it's an empty home, instead of going back to her five-year-old experience of loneliness, when we can come home to then reflect upon and connect with how good it feels to, to be in our own space and take care of ourselves, to maybe take a hot bath because our legs need some self-care after a long night of dancing in our shoes, to do a bit of reading that inspires and fills us, to have a little snack that tastes good and replenishes us, to do all these wonderful things with and for ourself. That is a demonstration of self-love. That is a cure for loneliness. So it's not just about changing the language though that's important. Replacing the word alone or by myself with the phrase with myself, but truly believing it, truly embracing that as our approach and our mindset. I look forward to time with myself. I spent so much time with myself that I learned how to really enjoy my own company. And by the way, Uh, So many of clients that that I talk to about this say, Barry, I learned how to be alone, but almost as a way to protect myself. See, I don't mean that. I don't mean where we're so independent we to deal with our fear and our pain of abandonment or no one being there for us, convincing ourselves, I don't need anyone. I don't want I'm fine by myself. Not that over-response and over-reaction. Sometimes that's just another way to soothe our fear of feeling unwanted. There is a healthy version of this. I don't need to have a person here. I love to have people around to connect with. I love having a partner to connect with. But I also love spending time with myself. It's not an either or. I don't need somebody around. Almost a shoving that idea away. I just want to be on my own. I prefer to be on my own. Not the protective version, the and version. I love when I'm with myself. And I also love when there's somebody wonderful to share myself with. Thanks for joining us. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and also share this with anyone that you think it could help. Because I'm on a mission to help one million successful women have healthy, lasting relationships.